the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. What a phrase to end a gospel with. Not the, uh, but who can be saved. But the, with men, things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Sometimes there's one of those phrases that just jumps out at you. And that is the fact that with God, all things are possible. We have such a God who we have come here to this place to meet. Through the centuries, multitudes have come to this place to meet Jesus. They have not come here just for social life. They have not just come here because uh, the culture of their nation said that they were supposed to come here. They have come here to meet Jesus. And this is the place where you do meet Jesus. This is the place where you meet God. And in every one of the stories of the Gospels, we have tales of the encounters of various people who came to meet Jesus, who, like us, came to meet Jesus. And in each one of those stories, we learn something about our own relationship with Jesus and our own relationship with his kingdom. Now behold, a rich young man with lots of complications came to meet Jesus. And so we come here today with all of our complications. You might remember several weeks ago there was another gospel where a young boy came forward to meet Jesus. He came forward out of a hungry crowd. He didn't have profound and complex theological questions to ask Jesus. He didn't come to Jesus to justify himself, and, and the little boy didn't ask much at all. He just came forward and he offered the Lord everything that he had. He offered the Lord five loaves and two small fishes. The Lord smiled, and I'll bet he liked that boy's attitude. He didn't get that very often. Most often when people came up, they had some question to challenge him and some uh, reason to justify themselves. But that boy came up, and he just gave the Lord what he had. And the Lord lifted up the boy's offering, and he multiplied it to feed the multitude. We all know the story. And I'm sure the boy walked away, and that boy was never the same. He became a different man because of his encounter with Jesus. In today's gospel, another young man comes to meet the Lord, but he's a bit more complicated than the boy. He carries the baggage that many of us carry. He carries the baggage of affluence. He carries the, the baggage of a good education. You know, I, I've never been one to bash education, but he carries the baggage of a good education. He's a bit more complicated. He has sincere good intentions, but he gets tripped up because of the baggage that he carries. He gets tripped up because of the entanglements that he's gotten himself into in the world. 
He is, you might say, an awful lot like a lot of us. He has spent his entire life up to this point, you might say, in making himself big. Big in the security of his possessions, big in his knowledge, big in his theological education, for he obviously uh, understands the things of theology, asks some good questions, and big in in self-justifying big in the good deeds that he's done. Yes, of course. Why, of course, I've, I've, uh, uh, I've followed the commandments. Of course, I uh, followed the fast. Of course, I came to all the services. Of course, I have done everything. What now must I do? He's done things that in his mind have made him big. And he is so big that he can't scrunch himself down to be small and humble enough to get through the small door of the kingdom. He might have if he was willing to try, and the Lord sure would have helped him. But the rich young man is not willing to give up the things that made him big in his own mind. Not like a child might. I find myself asking, what is it that I have held on to in my life? What is it that has made me, um, to to use the phrase that uh, I heard one of the guys on the street use a little while ago, what is it that has made me a legend in my own mind? We have those things that, that we justify ourselves with. Whatever our status is, wherever we are, rich or poor, We have those things that justify us and make us big in our own minds. Am I willing to let go of some of those? I realize all the complications that I have grasped onto in this world. All the things that I have thought were the priorities in this world. And with the disciples, we sometimes find ourselves asking, who can be saved? Things are so complicated. There are so many things that we're trying to work out. How can we worldly big people fit in through the small door of the kingdom? That's the question. And that is the question on which our lives really should be hinging. We find the answer also in the book of Matthew, in Matthew 18, 2 through 3. Jesus called a little child to him, and he set him in the midst of them, and he said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become like little children, you will in no, by no means enter in to the kingdom of heaven. To get through that small door, the camel must become a child. We who are big camels must become little children to get through that door. So what can we rich young rulers who have come here learn from a small child? From, from all of the, the, the chatter, the background chatter, to use a computer <laughs> communications kind of thing, you know, from all the background chatter in this room, from all of the children who we have amongst us, what can we learn? 
If you watch a child, what is it that you see? Especially one of the, the Bridget Maria size children. If you watch a Bridget Maria, what is it that you see? That small child wakes up in the morning and climbs into bed with mom and dad to snuggle. And there is nothing sweeter than that, than getting awakened by that little puppy breath. There's nothing sweeter than that, than the little kid climbing in and, and saying good morning. First thing, first thing in the day, the child wants to see mom and dad. And it is the touch of that meeting that defines the day, that defines the life for that child. The touch of that meeting. I mean, it may be, uh, you may be going to the zoo that day, you, and, and, and the mom and dad may say, well, we're going to go to the zoo today. And maybe that'll define the day. And, then, and maybe it'll be that the zoo stays home and you have the zoo in your house, which is most days. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, as sleep closes in, the child just must have that last touch, that touch of mom and dad. If we just leave off on that and miss out on that, day's not done. To sleep in peace, the child needs that touch of mother and father. And so, too, so too must we rich young rulers seek the presence of our father and in, in, a, in a very real sense of our mother, the church. We must seek the touch of that presence morning and evening if we are to be able to scrunch down and get through the small door into the kingdom of God. We must become like a child. Though the child may go on and accomplish many great things in his life, and, and we, we hope for that and we pray for that, and, and we've seen that with many of our children. They have gone on and, and become big. They have gone on and accomplished great things, and that's wonderful. The substance of their, their, their identity pr principally comes from their relationship with their family, not from independence. It comes from that connection that, that was fostered. A child grows up and he thrives in that unbroken circle. Will the circle be unbroken? We, we pray it won't. The simplicity of life around the table, that's, that's where a child thrives. We give thanks there. We share what's been given to us. We pass gifts that have been prepared from hand to hand. Sometimes we bump into one another and we have to say we're sorry. We're learning the things of the kingdom around the table. In the simplicity of that child's life, you are learning the kingdom of God more than, than uh, uh, Carrie or Deacon Rico or, or, or Aaron or any of the others in religious studies will learn it. In, in multitudes of books, not to say that they, they, they have to go back to the multitudes of books pretty soon here, and, and that's important. But that's not the only place where we learn the things of the kingdom of God. We learn them around the table as a child. We have to be small enough as the child to fit through the door of the kingdom. 
Our substance in this world cannot be allowed to define us. It is that table, the family one and the altar one, that define us. We have two tables in this life. Simple thing. The table at home and the table here. That's how a child defines his life. The table where the family is. And the, the more we see that, the more we see that those two tables are where our life is hidden, the more we will have a possibility of becoming as a child, scrunching ourselves down and getting into the kingdom. Beginning of the day, beginning of life, middle of the day, middle of life, end of the day, end of life. We cross ourselves and we place our treasure on those two tables, the table at home and the table of the altar. A child can see that, and I pray that you all can today, to the glory of God the Father.